Hello, 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 and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I got my man Sia Najat here with me. I got my other man, Sticks Picks, here with me. I guess, are you guys then my men? Maybe you guys are my men. I don't know. But we're here to talk about... Hey, I have my intro, dude. You gotta let Sorry. me do this. Uh, yeah. Come on, we're live. Like, run it back. You're looking at me. Looking at me look, I can't run it back now. Fuck it. We'll do it live. But um, we are here to talk about week three of the NFL. We have our betting lines here for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. And one thing, as you can see, if you are watching, scrolling down at that bottom, windailysports.com backslash DK. You're probably curious what that is, right? Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're really curious what that is. Windaily Sports has partnered up with DraftKings. Go to that website, windailysports.com backslash DK. We have a free roll, top 50 prizes, top 50 places in that tournament. Get a free membership to windailysports.com with the first overall prize, getting a lifetime membership to Windaily Sports and an interview with Sia Mother effing Najad on Sirius XM Radio. We'll make sure what? Jason's not there. Don't worry. So how incredible. Sia, tell me how excited you are to just talk to some random dude who kicks kicks all of our ass in DFS this weekend. <laughs> can I tell you can I tell you that this is sort of news to me? I think I might have missed a couple text messages yeah, in the couple. last hour. So a couple text messages. So- Tell me what's the interview on Sirius? So like, am, am I be am I interviewing the person on the winner? On, yeah, whoever yeah, wins. You're so, interviewing the winner who kicked our ass. Yeah, don't give it. me any hard questions then. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, so I we can't. It. We're not eligible for for the winnings, are we? I mean, because I don't want this to be the poker tournament all over again. Yeah, don't worry about uh, it. You- <laughs> you took my money last time. Thankfully, uh, this is a free roll, as we said. WindailySports.com backslash DK. You'll get right into the right to the tournament. It is a free roll. We're here to have some fun. And today, we, as I said, are going to be talking about these week three lines. First, actually, I always I forgot to ask. Nick, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Um, got a lot to do. Got a so. lot to do, but we're going to have a lot of fun here. Sia, how are you today? So, good and bad. Um oh. So it's football season, so I'm, I'm always so super excited. I mean, obviously, for obvious reason. But so my wife has noticed that, too. And she's like, basically, like, you're only in a good mood during football season. And the takeaway for her is that I don't put you in a good mood, as in she doesn't put me in a good mood. So I'm sort of like I'm sort of wrestling with that battle to, to reassure her that it's not just football that makes me happy, but secret is sort of just football that makes me happy so here we are to talk about week three game lines and again i couldn't be more excited about it dude i'm the same way there's just a a different feeling in the air when it's football season and you're right that's all all i do i guess right now but is that um is that how marriage works i just got married guys don't forget so yeah i don't know if marriage works with football but shit i don't know if marriage works ah period and descendant (laughs) Love it. Love Seems it. outdated. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Social construct. It's, Very you know, you're really, really, we don't need any of it. But I'm married. C is married. Nick, uh, I'm pretty sure, is getting married in only a couple months now. So I think we'll all be fine. We'll keep doing the show. And that's the important part. Uh, this is what makes us happy. And this is why we keep doing it for you. So if anybody out there has questions, Give us some questions, man. We're here to help you guys. We do this oh, as much. Sure. We do this. We would literally do this because we like it so much, but we also do this for you to enjoy and ask questions. Obviously, we have the live stream coming Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central time, where Nick and Ghost recently, I think it's still going to be them this week. We'll see what happens. We've been crushing it. We've been getting a lot of people to watch, a lot of people to pay attention, a lot of people to make a lot of money. So, gentlemen, 
Without further ado, let's get into the show. We have the Miami, uh, what are they, the Dolphins? Yes, I almost said Marlins because they're about to make it to the postseason over my Mets. The Miami Dolphins going into Jacksonville. This line opened as a pick and it quickly moved to minus three to Jacksonville Sticks. I'll open it up with you, man. Do you believe in Minshew as much as I do and as little no. as Sia used to? Hell no. No, I no? do not yeah. like that guy at all. No, he's got a dope mustache. That's it. I don't think he's that good. Uh, I'm really disappointed in the target share for DJ Chark. So that was like my only uh, thing I wanted to look forward for Jacksonville. But former ISU Redbird, great right there. That's normal. That's normal. where uh, Illinois State University is. Uh, and shout out James Robinson because that dude's going off. And uh, he's fantasy viable right now. I'm sure most people are probably using him as like RB2 or a flex after if you were part of the uh, ACL storm on Sunday. So good for him. That's who I'm probably interested in watching, and I believe in him and DJ Chark, and that is it on Jacksonville. I still don't – this team has to start losing bad to get – if they want Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I, I don't get why they keep giving so much effort. I, I can tell it's you. It's bad right for now. business. <laughs> Please. I can't wait. I'm going to get to clip this part out as I did last week to make fun of you because Gardner Minshew is going to show you up. In terms of the game, though, are you putting any money anywhere? I mean – Good God, did the over jump in this game like crazy. Mm-hmm. It looked like it opened at, what, 44? Yep, up to 48 now. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I think if it gets, I mean, the line also opened at Jacksonville minus one and a half, and it's up to three. I don't think we see the three and a half, but the second they get three and a half, I'm buying Miami. Until then, I would probably wait and see, but I guess my lean would be Miami plus the three, sure. I love it. How about you? Are you shoe side already with me? Uh, so I, no, I, I like Miami. Damn it. So we have to be really careful because we've <laughs> only seen a two game sample size. And, and I just think that what we thought Jacksonville was before the season started is probably 40% of what they are. And I think maybe 60% is what we've seen in week one and week two. So put all that together. I think Miami is a, a decent team. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a decent quarterback. He does have all of his weapons. He has an additional like sort of anti-weapon in Jordan Howard. And that's part of the reason the Dolphins lost the game last week when they brought him in on the one yard line in a goal line situation. But you no, know, I mean, anytime Jacksonville's giving points, I mean, it's it, to me, it's a no-brainer to take the Dolphins. This is a standalone game. I would probably normally say just kind of avoid it or maybe live bet it. But because it's a standalone game, I probably will be making a play, and I'll take whatever points are being offered on the Dolphins' end. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, right now it's three. As Nick said, if it gets to three and a half, it's, it's pretty much you have to take Miami in the points. The one thing about Jacksonville, both of the games they played were divisional. AFC South is really weird. Granted, they put up 60 points against two teams, which are – I mean, the Colts defense, I know Nick's been on them all year, uh, or at least the Colts in general. And the Titans, I mean, they have a solid defense. I know GKV and Clowney really didn't get into the mix. They lost a couple cornerbacks, but it's weird, man. It's weird. Um, I'm going to ride with Jacksonville. Would have really wished I could have got this at minus one and a half, but minus three might be a little too much. I might stay away or just wait for that 80 model prop to come out and see who the hell I get to bet on there because, man. I can do one live if you want. No, we got take one live, everybody. No, I can, we, I'd have to go with scrape. Five different fantasy. All right, or, all right. Well, never five mind. Sports books and find the best price. Look and really out! That. 
I could do that out. at the end of the show if you just want me. To, I can mute for an hour and come back with a lock for tomorrow. If you want. I would rather you get to talk this whole time. It's more fun for me. What I will say, though, is those Thursday plays, we usually make them free for you. So we'll probably have one or two. We had uh, Brian Edwards on the over on Monday. I think uh, it was hit the, it in the quarter. second quarter and I was bored. It was a joke, man. That's what we like. That's what we like. So make sure to be on the lookout for those. These Thursday night games, they are fun. As Sia said, it is standalone, but it's still very fun here so let's move on as my page refreshes we have las vegas traveling to new england opened up at uh, 46 and a half six and a half to new england looks like you can get that at about six to new england so it came down a little bit and 47 and a half so uh, 48 if you're really feeling it at william our friends over at william hill see i'll start with you uh obviously we saw what new england did seattle's defense isn't from 2012 so we all have to remember their defense actually isn't that good we just think it is cam newton looked like a man uh, i'm terrified now uh for for good reason how do you feel about six and a half to the raiders who we just saw ball out on monday night and kind of take it to the saints yeah so this line's moving i mean at some places I'm, I'm definitely seeing five and a half but if it's yeah. honestly if it's between five and a half and six and a half i'll probably lean the raiders here you know part of me hates this game because you would think the public would be on the Raiders this week for any team that's th- that they're playing that's not the Patriots. And, and the same is true for the Patriots because we all saw them and they they both lo- the, the teams looked very good. So I don't really know where the public money would go here. I would imagine it's the Patriots and Cam, but I just think the way the Raiders played on defense and the way their running game has been working, and Derek Carr was really bad in the first half, but pretty good in the second half. I just think five and a half, six and a half is too much. I think this is a grinded out game. Don't forget, you know, Cam Newton and company, what what they really want to do, I think, is run the ball like they did in, in the first game in, in, in week one where they ran the ball 70% of the time and only passed 30% of the time. So I think that's going to be the game plan for both teams, which is honestly, I, I hate taking unders in this day and age, but I, I honestly might lean the under there as well with the Raiders. And that's the confusing part because obviously both teams just kind of want to sit on the ball, take the air out of it. Why the hell did that over-under go up from the open? That's what I'm really curious about. Sticks, how about you? How do you feel about the the the, uh, the points in this game? I'm 50% on board with Sia. I like the under for sure. If you can get 48 still, DraftKings is offering 48. You should hit that right and now. If you are interested next, it is going to go down. Looks like Sharp Money is going to come in on the under. I am on New England at six but you can get five and a half on DraftKings, so take that right and now i could not disagree more with sia on this one i think the recency bias is 100 percent on las vegas after beating the saints on in prime time and i don't see how one vegas could stop the patriots in general everything about their offense i think is the patriots just had a really disappointing loss and uh, what we got, LaMarcus Joyner, my boy Trayvon Mullen. That, no, I think this is Nikhil Harry coming out party. Going to have a lot of Patriots in DFS, I think. It's just I'm worried about the pace if I'm going to stack this game up on both sides. But I think this is all New Eng- or, uh, Las Vegas recency bias. for They played so damn good on Monday night, too. Don't get me wrong. But I think New England absolutely routes them. That is my take. I will take it at six, but DraftKings offering five. So... That is my take, and I'm going to go bet that right now. Thank you. And they're giving you a free point there. I can see both of your arguments. I pr- I think I'm terrified of the Patriots, so I think I'm going to lean with Nick on this one, but I'm definitely staying away. I do like the under, though. That's really the, the confusing part to me, though, is that 
it moved up. And that is something that I don't like to see. That's something that scares the hell out of me there as well. So again, I'm excited for the 80 model picks and really what the 80 model thinks of this entire game. Um, so interesting, interesting Cam Newton, potential MVP candidate, not happy about it. Let us move on. The third game I'm looking at is the LA Rams and Sia Najad's Buffalo Bills. He had the pick right. Thought Josh, Josh Allen wasn't going to ball out, but goddamn did Josh Allen ball out over 400 yards. So this game, so two games ago, first game with over 300. Last game, first game over 400. Nick, you got to adjust the model. It has to tell me Josh Allen is throwing for at least 500 yards. But Sia, talk to me about this game. How do you feel about the Rams? Um Getting three points in some places, two and a half in others from the Bills. And this game got bet all the way up to 47 as the over-under opened at 44 and a half. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, you know, I think the public is going to be on the Bills, especially since they're at home. And I use air quotes there because, you know, what does that really mean in this day and age? I'm going to have to go with the Rams. Just like last game, this isn't one of my my bigger plays. This is this is probably one of the games I, I might not even bet. So, you know, I'll tell you when it's a game like last week, it was the Giants for me. I was definitely playing that game. Um, this one is, is probably a stay away, but I like the Rams. I, I think the recency bias is going to be there for, for what we've seen with the Bills, but we have to remember who they played the last two games. And I'll hand it to Josh Allen. He looks good, and he particularly looks good with Stefan Diggs there. Obviously, that's going to be helpful. I think he's 57 for 81 for 729 yards, six touchdowns, and then he's you know he's run for a bunch of yards too. So very impressive, Josh Allen, but, but the Rams aren't, quote, a real deal defense but they're a much better defense than the last two teams that they've played so we'll see how he does this week uh, i just i i'm gonna just go with mcveigh here and i'll take the points with mcveigh it's been working so far for you this year sticks how are you feeling about this game the uh buffalo bills favored by two and a half three two in certain places uh, it looks like everybody and their brother is on the rams but I can't go against McVay. They're, they look good right now. I, I love that defense. It's finally looking like all the money they spent is going to pay off. They're all playing well. I don't know, man. It's tough, though. Buffalo is always surprising. Only 36% of the tickets right now are on Buffalo. Usually I would go with that side, but the line is going in the Rams' favor, so I think I'm probably going to sit and wait and see where this one goes, but my early lean is certainly with the Rams and McVay just because I think this team is as good as they're getting right now. But – they did lose Malcolm Brown. I don't think that's that big of a deal. But if uh, Cam Akers can't play, I think he's day-to-day. Really, who they have? It's just Henderson? And then who the hell's the, yeah, but the next guy up? I Hen- don't know. Henderson looked really good last week. I mean, by Absolutely. the way, as a DFS option, I understand it is the Bills and it is a tough defense. But I think I'm going to have Henderson in a couple lineups, especially if Akers and Brown are out. And I think at least one of those two is going to play. Uh, and honestly, this could be a nice like bounce back game for a Cooper Cup too. I, like I'm not super excited about it, but all the attention has been on Robert Woods for good reason in terms of just piling up statistics. But Cooper Cup has been super underwhelming. So Hender, I mean, not a game to stack, but I mean, I just well, actually, maybe it is a game to stack. I mean, the yeah. over under is 47 and a half, and Josh Allen has been like just rolling. But um, I think Daryl Henderson and Cooper Cup are actually going to have a day. All this praise, man. You're freaking me out a little bit. I don't know. This is starting to get a little well, confusing. Well, I still think he's a bad quarterback, but I mean, the stats speak for themselves. It's just that he did that against two really bad defenses. So we'll see what happens when he plays a couple of good defenses. All right. I We have to make a bet on Josh Allen at some point this year. Like, what, what are you going to do? Maybe you have to throw a ball 500 yards in the air at once. I think that's a fun bet. A Josh <laughs> Allen bet right there. I think that would work. Uh, huh? Update, by the way. Oh, yes. Um, I don't. 
I don't think um, at Chris Cody ESPN is watching right now because I know he's intent intensely and intently watching the Marlins uh, and the Miami Heat because he's a big um, Miami fan. But we have set up for next Thursday or Friday for me to go out and kick that extra point that I guaranteed I could make. So uh, we should have the footage of that, you know, in, a, in about a week and a half or so. How about I that? I love it. I love it. Sorry. I'm very excited. We will uh, we'll debut it on social media, I guess, like everybody else does. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. I'm very excited for that uh, to see it. So I think we're, at one point this year, you're gonna you're gonna really respect Josh Allen, and I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. Let us move on to the next game. Oh, and as as we've been talking about, there are, we're we're obviously touching on some DFS plays. Obviously, again, pay attention to what we're doing throughout the week because that's when everything really does start to get hot and heavy. But as you see on the bottom, or if you're just listening, windailysports.com backslash DK. We have a free roll on DraftKings, top 50 winners, top 50 places. Get free memberships to Windaily Sports. One spot gets a lifetime membership and an interview with Sia Najad on Sirius XM Radio. I've seen Sia Najad interview Robert Griffin III before. Immaculate. You'll never hear a better interview. Oh, so he's very a excited. He's for a stud, Sia. man. Absolute, absolute stud. Um, and you might be able to see him, too. So you'll get to hang out with uh, with his beautiful hair. So let us move <laughs> on. Quick question, Houston Michael. Houston is traveling... Yes, yes. From the gallery. I uh, I believe we're going to do a lot of giveaways on the live stream Sunday as well, aren't we? Yes, yes. We are giving away shirts, I think, and memberships. We're doing everything, man. We're just, we want yeah. people to win. Sunday's going to be a fun day. It's going to yeah. be a fun day. Sunday, I'll shut fun up day. We roll it. No, no, no. You're good. We roll it right into <laughs> the, uh, the one o'clock locks or 12 o'clock, as you uh, Central Coasters like to say. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we roll with it. We absolutely roll with it from there. So, uh, Houston hey, hey, is going quick, to pitch. Oh, Michael, before Christ, we get yes. to Houston, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but but we we, we don't <laughs> want to cut Wendy like short on the the DFS part of it because for anybody that's listening, this isn't going to be a huge DFS show. It's a betting lines show, but you know the Wind Daily team. It's mostly thanks to Nick at Sticks Picks has really started to dominate the DFS community. Um, and we have like the green screens to prove it, obviously, like you can just literally go on my page or at Wind Daily Sports or whoever, you know, is affiliated with Wind Daily Sports. So check, you know, check out all of our shows, not just this one and not just the live stream. You guys do the podcast on Friday, too. And uh, there's a lot of DFS content all around. Sorry, Michael, go ahead. My no, bad. Yo, you're good. You're good. It's great point. Promotion, something I have to get better at, something we all should get better at. Yes. Uh, Jason won 25K the first week. I think Sticks, you profited three or 4K. See, so yeah, I think you profited three or four or 5K, whatever it was. We had a subscriber hit for five. We had another subscriber hit for 10 last week. So we're not messing around, people. We are not messing around. And we're oh, the, giving you uh, free memberships all U, the time. The U of F guy, uh, that's his name on Discord, $5 into 5K. Man, congrats to him. That's that is just an amazing hit. Aaron Jones, baby. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones season. It worked. I won a couple bucks on Aaron Jones. I want to I want I want a few dollars on Aaron Jones. So I was appreciating about that. So um anything else? Can I move on to the next game? You guys good? Go. Go. So we have Houston traveling to Pittsburgh. Lined open up at 45, still there. Lo- opened at Pittsburgh minus six. It is now minus four. If anyone was listening to the recap show, Sticks and I were talking about this game. He quickly looked and listened, and that line had already moved Monday morning because recency bias on the Texans, they have been bad, but they opened up with the two best teams in probably the National Football League in the Kansas City Chiefs and in the Baltimore Ravens. Six, let's pick that conversation back up where we left it last time. 
minus four to Houston, are they get or minus? I'm sorry, minus four to Pittsburgh. Is Houston getting too many points here? Is this a spot that you might want to maybe grab a couple shares of that? Yeah, but we missed the boat. I think you had to hit this at open around five, five and a half. I don't think the market's going to come up to five. We're probably going to see three and a half as the closing number. So maybe just do like a six point teaser with. Uh, I don't you like to tease favorites, so I was going to say you could tease the uh, New England Patriots and tease Houston up with a third team that we could talk about in a little bit. But I don't know. I, I don't like to uh, tease favorites down. That's one of my rules and something everybody should probably live by. I know a couple people won on those this week in Discord, but do not get comfortable teasing favorites down. Not a good idea. Um, but yeah, I still like the four. I'm probably not going to bet it. I'm the under is 45 is pretty a weird line. I mean, Pittsburgh's been pretty pass heavy. You know, Houston's going to be, they have to be, but I guess, do we know the status on Will Fuller? I think he's a really big factor in this Houston offense when he's not healthy. They're just Brandon cooks cannot be a wide receiver. One, he needs to be more of a compliment to Will Fuller, even though they're kind of similar in their, their skill sets, but Will Fuller's just a much bigger guy. So I don't know. It's there are a lot. Vegas did a great job with this number. I'll put it at that. Or the market at least corrected it when it was at five and a half, and they did it quickly. Yeah, they did it very because we literally looked up Monday before the Monday night game is when we record the recap show, and the, the line already moved, uh, which is yeah. pretty incredible. So shout out to all the sharps out there. Sia, how do you feel about this one, especially now with it minus four to Pittsburgh? Yeah, I like it at minus four. And, and I'm a little worried about it because of that market correction. I, I assume that's some sharp correction, too. So I don't necessarily want to be on the other side of that number. But I just, you know, I I understand where we're coming from with Houston in terms of what they've had to play in their in week one and week two. Really tough. But it's not like Pittsburgh is some like middling team. I mean, the AFC, I personally think Pittsburgh might be the third best team in the AFC. And I don't really think that's a super controversial statement. So you're basically playing the first you know, second and maybe third or fourth best team in the AFC. And I think it's going to be a little bit more of the same. I just think Houston has too many holes and Pittsburgh is too good on defense. I don't think Big Ben is really where he needs to be yet. And, you know, now we're in week three. He might actually get there and we might see him spread it around, you know, even better than he has the first two weeks. So I don't want to be on a lot of favorites this week, but this one I'm going to go ahead and jump aboard. I'll take Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah, you make a great point. I think that this poor Texans team, I don't know if we'll ever find out who they really are because, I mean, first off, they're already already hurt. I mean, surprise. Like, that, you can't be surprised by any of that. They lost DeAndre Hopkins, and they opened up with three of the hardest teams in the AFC, potentially in the entire league. I mean, it just sucks. You start 0-3, you're really not making the playoffs. That barely ever, ever happens. So it's unfortunate. Uh, Deshaun Watson got paid, though. Shout out to Deshaun Watson. Glad he, uh, he made his money. I am always, always for that. So... Looks like uh, looks like we're leaning Pittsburgh, but we'll see what happens there. We will now go to MetLife Stadium one more time. We'll see who in- gets injured this week. San Francisco traveling back to the East Coast to play the Giants. Uh, San Francisco opened up as six and a half point favorites. That got bet down to four, and the line opened at 42 and a half, and that just came down a little bit. You can get at 42, 41 and a half. Uh, Sia, we'll start with you. I mean, you were all over the Bears last week. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. You were all over the Giants last week. You were 100% great correct call. on that. Yes, great call. Great call. Kudos, kudos. How do you feel about the 49ers this week? Most likely missing, potentially missing Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's on the fence. It sounds like Nick Mullen's going to start. They are down Raheem Mostert. They are down Tevin Coleman. They are down D. 
Debo Samuel, um, Brandon Ayuk, I don't think is going to play half of their defensive line. Richard Sherman's not playing. Uh, is there anyone I'm missing? I don't, I think that's everybody. Is, right? is Kittle supposed to be back? Oh yeah. He was limited in practice. Thank you. So okay. he may or may I'm, not play there. As well. I'm guessing he's not going to play. I'm guessing he's out. Me too. So how do you like this line? Six and a half to four quickly. So we'll see. Yeah, and I, I understand the, the line shift. There's something I really like in this game, and it has nothing to do with the side. It has to do with the total. I love the over in this game. Both defenses right now are bad. In fact, with the San Francisco injuries, both defenses aren't just bad, but potentially like bottom five, bottom eight defenses in the NFL. So for this line to be 42, by the way, Nick Mullins is not a huge downgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been in the system for a long time. He's got plenty of playing time over the last couple of years. And he honestly, he to me, he's a 1B to Jimmy Garoppolo's 1A. And by the way, that's more of a criticism of Jimmy Garoppolo than it is praise of Nick Mullins. But the point is, he's very comfortable with this Kyle Shanahan offense. And the two running backs that are injured, since when has that really mattered for Kyle Shanahan? Jeff Wilson is fine. Jarek McKinnon is fine. Those guys are going to look just like Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert in terms of how they run against this particular defense. And then, you know, the receivers are just a hodgepodge of guys. And so what? That's what that's what Kyle Shanahan it's not a big deal. So I just think with the the defensive issues, I, I think we're going to fly over 42. If I had to take a side, I'd actually probably take the Giants again. I think it's going to be a really, really close game, but I, I'd rather just take the over here and just root for the points. Rooting for points, baby. That is what we are here for. Yeah, uh, Kyle Shanahan does not give a shit who his running back is, as we've seen his entire tenure uh, in the NFL. And we saw Nick Mullins on the field. I might not 100% agree with you. He's a 1B. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is... is uh, we, we remember that terrible throw in the Super Bowl. I still think he's a pretty solid quarterback. Um, I don't think they're re-signing him or anything, but I think he's a pretty solid quarterback. So there may be some drop-off there, but I definitely think that... Uh, I still think San Francisco takes this game. The Giants team is just so bad, and Saquon's not there. Sterling Shepard is out. It's it's bad. It's a bad team. Defense sucks. It is what it is. Uh, Sticks, how do you feel about this game? <laughs> Jeff Wilson season. Oh, yes. Thank you. I picked him up in like every league I could. Not on waivers. I waited for everyone else to pick up McKinnon, yeah. and I oh. slipped in and grabbed Wilson. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. You bet. Yeah. There you go. Jeff Wilson season. End of uh, end of comment. End of comment. So <laughs> I do like the over. over. No, I, I think I like the over. Um, it's just probably too sloppy of a game for me to invest in, but if Jeff Wilson flies under the radar at 4K on DraftKings, haven't checked his price on FanDuel yet, that'll be a ghost, or if one of you guys got FanDuel up, go ahead, but Jeff Wilson season this week. I'll tell you right now. I'll I'll tell you right now. I'll be stacking this game in, in some of my in some of my DFS plays because the the over under is so low that it's just gonna like not many people are gonna be on this from a stack standpoint. And I really think this is gonna get closer to fifty than it's gonna than it's gonna be at forty two. I I can see that happening. I just love that twenty percent of the field is on Jarek McKinnon. I will one hundred percent. There you go. Jeff Wilson's my uh, three touchdown guy. I guess oh. this week. Well, every guy I call has, has to yeah. score three touchdowns apparently so far. So I hope it's not actually him that I'm relying on, but I'm going to have a lot of Jeff Wilson this week. I kind of am hoping because I can only imagine what that prop bet is, what that's going to be. 
He's going to be like 24 yards and he'll hit it on the first carry. Whatever, man. Works for me. Works for me. I'm excited for that one. So, yeah, that should be a uh, – honestly, I actually think that game's going to suck. Uh, as you said, Nick, I think it's going to be super sloppy. Uh, Daniel Jones has looked bad. Saquon Barkley's not there. The offensive line for the Giants is bad. The defensive line for the this 49ers now is bad. So, we'll see. I'm going to watch it, of course, but that's just the uh, – Well, hold on. When when Daniel Jones saw it sticks – when Daniel Jones has pressure, he's bad because he turns the ball over. But, you know, they have so many injuries. They have two guys on their defensive line, including their best guy in Bosa, that aren't going to be playing in this game. So I'm not saying he's going to have a clean pocket the whole game, but he's got Golden Tate back. Sterling Shepard's out, I understand, but he's got Ingram. He's got Slayton, who's an up-and-coming receiver. Deion Lewis is a great uh, pass catcher. I think Daniel Jones is going to have a pretty good game, actually. I just well, want to say, see, uh, yeah, if if you're looking to get crazy different in GPPs and the game script could certainly flip to just back and forth, messy shootout that is completely underowned. Absolutely. See, he's got a great point there, ladies and gentlemen. I just I want to stand by that. I do like that game as a potential stack, um, but we'll get into some others. But yeah, Jeff Wilson season for me. I appreciate you guys walking me off the ledge a little bit there uh, because yeah. the season's already kind of shot. So we'll see what happens with <laughs> heart is heavy, man. My heart is heavy. Uh, we will move on to Tennessee traveling to Minnesota. Weirdly enough, this game opened as a pick uh, at 45 and a half for the total. It has now moved to minus two, minus two and a half. It looks like in most places for Tennessee and the over under has shot up to 49 in some places. I guess nobody believes in this Minnesota defense uh, I think we started with you last time, Sia. So, Sticks, talk to me a little bit. We've been picking on Minnesota this year in a couple different fronts. Their offense has looked like dog shit, which has been hilarious to watch. Kirk Cousins sucks, and Gardner Minshew is better than Kirk Cousins. Talk to me a little bit about how you how you like this game, how you like this line, if there's anything you're trying to play here. Yeah, whatever Delvin's Cook rushing prop is, sign me up. Yes, James Robinson, 16 rushes, 102 yards, I think, against that Tennessee team last week. So I like that. I like that. I mean, Denver ran on him, too. It's it's a lucrative spot right now. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on it. I am going to check that right now. Yeah, he is um, around the 10% range. So without Saquon Barkley, you're going to see these elite running backs go up in ownership. So don't think like 15% is a crazy number anymore. On a full game slate last week, 15% is pretty damn high. It's another full slate this week uh, with more afternoon games so that's nice we get a little more to watch in the afternoon but yeah 15 percent is probably like is something that i'd usually try to find a way to fade it but this week without saquon and uh whatever christian mccaffrey yeah christian mccaffrey yeah so the two top dogs arguably for ppr setups are out so if dalvin cook's going to be around 10 percent, i'm sure that's going to go up later this week but that's something that has me very, very interested in. I thought Tannehill would be chalk just because the whole thing about picking on Minnesota secondary has been such a lucrative thing for DFS. And well, I guess one week, but every no one expected a whole lot out of Phil Rivers. He doesn't chuck it as a dot is terrible. So that is something I am very interested in. And for Tennessee, they're throwing the ball a lot more than they did last year. It's early, so these stats take them with a grain of salt. But last year, Tennessee only threw the ball 26.9 times a game. Extremely run heavy. That's what we all think. We all think Derrick Henry's getting 35, 40 carries. Now this year, they're throwing 35.5% of the time, which is just below average. But if the way to beat Minnesota is through the air, Tennessee's going to do that. So I, I am kind of interested in seeing where this ownership goes. Um, is is AJ Brown good to go? I think it's a question. I mean, 
Yeah, questionable. I think he's going to be out again, personally. Damn, okay. So that that hurts a little bit. I'm certainly not heavily invested in playing Corey Davis. But if A.J. Brown's back, I'm going to have a lot of interest in Tannehill, A.J. Brown. I'm not sure I'm going to chase the Johnu points. Uh, i got to look at how, how Minnesota guards the tight end a little bit more with their coverage because it, it has just been usually in the zone that Green Bay tore apart. But, yeah, I mean, if A.J. Brown plays, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, and a little Dalvin Cook on the other side, I like that. I like it. I like it. How do you feel about are, – are you placing any money anywhere, the over, the under, minus two and a half? No, I don't. I don't. A.J. Brown means so much to me in this game, so i got to wait and, and see till I see what's going on with him. But it looks like the public thinks he's playing. I mean, the line moved from one to two and a half. It's probably at three on some books. I haven't seen three posted yet. Westgate looks like it's getting very close to that number right now. And that's a pretty sharp book. So I think I'm going to wait and see until A.J. Brown. 49 seems like a lot of points, especially with how bad Kirk Cousins and company is. But if Dalvin Cook could break two deep runs or something and put 14 on the board himself real quick, 49 could definitely get over if Tennessee's playing up pace and passing the ball like we've seen them do the last two games. Love it. See, so yeah, how about you? How do you feel about this over-under, this, uh, this line, especially it moving that much? I mean, Minnesota's defense is bad. Uh, I think they just put somebody else on – IR. Anthony Barr. Yeah, there we go. Another person down. Everson Griffin gone. Daniel Hunter gone. Their entire secondary gone. I mean, at this point, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, and I think this line is going to tick up to three for sure at some point, uh, whether or not A.J. Brown comes back or not because of those defensive injuries. I mean, the Anthony Barr thing, I mean, for a defense that's already really bad and basically has, you know, rookies in their secondary, not even really like good, talented rookies, at least relative to the field. It, this is one of those games where – you know, at the beginning of the show where I said, you know, 40% of what we should be evaluating is what we thought about these teams before the season and 60% is what we saw. Like, I think that 40% kind of comes in here because I would imagine every single person that looks at this line, and, and I'm really referring to like Joe Public here too, they're like, oh my God, I, they only have to win by a field goal. Like, this is so, this is so easy. I mean, like, I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to cash in. I'm going to put all my money on this. It's just not that easy. And I just think... Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen, I think it's just going to be kind of a turnaround spot for them at home. And I understand home field advantage isn't really a huge deal, but this is such a fishy line to me. It was fishy where it opened, and to me, it's still fishy at two and a half. And so I'm going to be leaning. I do want to hear the A.J. Brown news, but right now I'm leaning on Minnesota because I think this is a team that's better than what we've seen in week one and week two. All right. I like that. I like that. You've been on Minnesota. You were on Minnesota last week. Eh, it didn't work out so well. I was. We'll I did not work out. <laughs> Crazier things have happened. Crazier things we have. We like saying well, we're right, of course. That's always fun. But we got to remember, you know, where our roots come from, I guess, right? Joe Public. Got to love that guy. Uh, let's move on. Oh, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm rolling with Joe Public on this one. Uh, I think Tennessee wins. I think they're much better than Minnesota. And I think people are still thinking again. Like that Seattle defense that sucks now. We're kind of thinking like, oh, no, Minnesota, they'll they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm excited. I want a good game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's another clunker from Kirk Cousins, 11 of 27 for 115 and two picks. Uh, that wouldn't surprise the hell out of me at all. So let us move to the Washington Football Club is traveling to Cleveland, Ohio, to take on the Brownies. This game opened at 5.5 to Cleveland. It's now moved up to 7 over under of it looks like about 45 44 and a half in some places not too bad see ya this is your team washington football club front seven incredible Dwayne haskins looks terrible terry mclaurin looks great though wish someone could throw him the ball even more than he already doing 
talk to me about this line. How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel this game might play out a little bit? I actually don't think Haskins looks as bad as I kind of thought he would look. I mean, they are kind of containing him a little bit and not letting him sort of cut it loose, which is obviously a good coaching move. So I, I, I think seven is just too many points, frankly. I, I can under, I understand the game script by which Cleveland dominates this game and like establishes the run and then you know hits this terrible Washington secondary deep. But I also see the game script where the, the front seven really sort of neutralizes the run and then requires Baker to pass on third and long or third and four. And Baker's not going to be able to get the ball off against you know this front seven. So uh, anytime I see a, a seven or, or in some places it's seven and a half now, uh, I'm going to be looking at the dog. And this one with this defense, with this front seven against Baker Mayfield, it's a lot different when you're going against Kyler Murray because we talked about it last week, right? I said Kyler Murray is going to be able to scramble and he's just going to be, he's just going to have a field day against this, this uh, defense. But Baker Mayfield isn't that guy. He's one of the most unathletic quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, here we are with a seven point dog. I'll go ahead and take the dog here. Laying a little thick on there. Uh, I don't think Baker Mayfield's that unathletic. I agree. He's definitely a pocket passer. Oh, look at his he look is, at his combine numbers. Deep. His combine numbers are like hilarious. I think he, he's he ran like over. A, yeah, probably. He ran like a ten second forty. Oof. That's he ran like bad. a one minute forty. Okay. Now now he ran an hour forty. I bet. Uh, Sticks. How do you feel about this game? The line moving all the way up to seven seven and a half towards. Um, Cleveland there. I know it's in Cleveland, but that doesn't really mean anything anymore. They got fans there, I think, right? I mean, 10, 15, whatever it is. The, the tailgates uh, are going to be nuts. I've been to a tailgate <laughs> in Cleveland. Anybody, if you go to Cleveland on a Sunday for a Browns home game, I promise you, go to the Muni lot. M-U-N-I, go to the Muni lot. It's insane. Loved every second of it. I'm sorry, Sticks. Talk to me a little bit about You're this. You're good. Game. No, I took uh, Cleveland when it was five and a half because Tefanski and the running game. That's it. Is this, is this another smash spot for the, the, the chubby hunts, the hunty chubs? I don't know. We have to come up with a nickname for them. Uh, I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting a game script for this one. 80 Mile likes Nick Chubb. It doesn't love him. But that's the thing. I mean, Cincinnati was fighting back in that game, so that's what kept you know Kareem Hunt in in the game script, so that's why I'm leaning Chubb here. But I don't know. It's tough. I usually – love this offense when they're a big home favorite because that just means nick chubb nick chubb nick chubb some kareem hunt but five and a half it was just too low for me with uh what i think is the second or third best running offense in the nfl i like that i, I, I just don't know how, how was washington gonna score points cleveland's defense is not that bad at all i think their their corners are really solid and getting better i mean i love watching denzel ward that dude is fast as hell so yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know how Washington can score. That's my issue here. So, so I think Cleveland could run the hell out of the ball down their throat. But I'd love to see a big game from Antonio Gibson. He scored a touchdown last week, so that's cool. I, that was one of the things I was going to say. I think this is, you know, I haven't been on Antonio Gibson week one or week two in, in daily fantasy because I just I think people were presuming a volume that really like wasn't going to be there. But I actually think this week, I don't think the volume, it's not going to like he's going to get 20 carries or even 18, but I think there's going to be enough volume to actually use him in daily fantasy and be very comfortable with your floor. So I do like him. I do want to point out there that Brandon Scherf, they're one of their elite offensive linemen, and they don't have many of those. In fact, he's probably the only one. Uh, he's injured. He's out for a few weeks. So the backup isn't terrible, but that's going to be a problem for Haskins and, and you know the running game in general. There's one other note I did want to mention, and I forgot when we were talking about the San Francisco game. 
they did not travel back to California after the Jets game. They actually went to the Greenbrier in West Virginia, where which has actually hosted some training camps. So they took a very short flight to West Virginia. And then now they're going to go back to MetLife and, and play the Giants. So it, my point is they didn't have to like travel all the way back to California, adjust with the time zones and stuff like that. They had a facility to practice at. So do not bake in the travel to the San Francisco New York Giants game. I like that. And that's the insight you're getting here at Wind Daily Sports, man. At Sian Najad. Go follow him. He is uh, disparaging Josh Allen day in and day out. Uh, I think the Browns win. I don't know if they win by seven or seven and a half. That might be a little difficult. Uh, also, the under on this one. That's the thing. Like, I don't see Washington scoring 14 points. And I don't see the Browns scoring 31. So I feel like the under. I feel like the under is a fun place to go. So we'll see what happens there. Let us move on. We have the Cincinnati Bengals, the Joe and Joe show, uh, going to Philadelphia to face Carson Wentz. Um, C and I are going to say a lot of mean things about Philadelphia. So, uh, Nick, you muted yourself, but I was actually going to go to you first. So C and I can have our show where we just say a lot of mean things about (laughs) Philly. So I'll go to you first. Uh, We have this line. It opened at five and a half. It's about five, five and a half everywhere for Philadelphia. As of right now, it didn't really move on the total either. 46 and a half. Carson Wentz looked terrible this year. Joe Burrow looked like a lot of fun. I don't know. Where are you going with this game, Nick? I think this is the Joe Mixon week, folks. Finally coming. Uh, I'm not positive yet, so don't get your panties in a bundle, ghost. I know you love when I say it's the Joe Mixon week. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I like. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. I don't think this guy is going to lose many games against average teams. Philly is an average team at best. I don't think he's going to lose by. He's going to give them a chance to win the game. So five and a half was definitely the best number. You could still get that five on DraftKings. That's pretty solid. Caesars in Vegas right now. If you're in Nevada, go drive out there and lay a big one. They're at five and a half. So I like Joe Burrow. Um, I think I'm a fanboy now. I just love how he took an ass beating last week and still gave them a chance to win the football game. 60 pass attempts or 61 and no picks. I I like him a lot. The dude's going to run for first downs. He just does whatever he can to keep his team in the ball game. That offensive line is terrible. I feel tremendously scared for joe burrow's health every time he drops back but philly's pass rush really isn't a thing right now their run defense that everybody used to tout is ranked like 19th and run dboa so far this season so you could run on them that's why i like joe mixon on the low what is his ownership real quick uh, right around the 10 percent range as well he's 5900 on DraftKings. oh my god yeah. why He's one of the last elite running backs left right now, and he's priced down. Oh, my gosh. They're just giving place. Ghost is probably Joe Mixon week. Sorry, buddy. Ghost, take notes, man. Take notes. We know (laughs) you are. I like uh, Cincinnati cover. I am kind of interested in the over in this game, but we'll see. We'll see how pass-heavy Philly's going to go because it seemed like once they – really trusted that Miles Sanders was healthy last week. That's what they were doing. So I don't blame him. I mean, he's a helpful player. He looked very good. Uh, I'm surprised he looked that healthy and they gave him that much of a workload after him missing uh, the first start of the uh, start of the season, which was really interesting. See ya. Here we go, man. We can say whatever we want. The floor is ours. I'll let you go first. What do you think about this game? I mean, first of all, I can't wait to dig up uh, old live stream clips where I was just just tearing Carson Wentz apart and now it's like kind of come to fruition in this small sample size of a season we have so and you know me I will absolutely dig that up because it'll take me like an hour but I just want to like you know me I'm like I'm so like 
self-absorbed. I like need to look good on social media. Yeah, so that's why you're in such good shape is because you just do nothing but victory laps. Like anybody that runs that much is going to be in fine shape. So. <laughs> I'm tired, man. You're getting tired from all this victory laps. Like that's it. fair. My cardio is in order. Um, so I, I agree with Nick. Uh, this five points is too much. If this was like three, I might consider the Eagles. But I think these two teams are are just from a talent perspective are very similar. And by the way, I agree that Joe Burrow, like Joe Burrow might turn into the next Andrew Luck because Cincinnati keeps failing him. Now they got their, they got their left tackle back that they had from, let's see, two years ago who got injured. That's Jonah Williams. Mm -hmm. But instead of drafting T Higgins, they could have taken another tackle or guard or center. And they decided not to, they decided to take T Higgins when they had Auden Tate, they had Ross, they had AJ Green coming back from injury, Boyd. And I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody Erickson, I suppose. So such a dumb, such a dumb, dumb move by management. I think Cincinnati and the Los Angeles Chargers are in like this sort of zone where nobody gets to question what they're doing. It's like the fact that Anthony Lynn still has a job is amazing. I can't wait to get to that game. But long story short, five points is way too much. I think Philly's going to be super motivated, but I don't think that gets you very far. They're still depleted at receiver. They still have some issues with their offensive line. And Carson Wentz is still the new Carson Wentz as opposed to the guy that was breaking the pocket because he was injury-free and you know scrambling and stuff like He's not doing that anymore because kind of he can't. So, yeah, I'll take Joe Burrow and company. And I, and I agree, this, this is probably a good mixing game. The problem with Mixon, he only has six targets on the season. And, you know, like last year, I think he had 66 catches. And I, I don't understand sort of why they're not leaning on him in terms of dumping the ball off. I guess Burrow's looking downfield, which is great. But that's a little discouraging for DraftKings where you're getting a full point for a reception and Mixon's not getting the workload there. Uh, Nick? Joe Mixon will be involved in the passing game this week because they're not going to be getting blown out early. That is the spots you always want Mixon. So Giovanni Bernard, one, he's healthy. That's not going to last. But two, they were down so early in Cleveland, he had to start going. So, And same with week one, too. That was obviously just a tough spot. They couldn't run at all on, uh, what was it, Los Angeles they played first week, Chargers. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's a spot. I think this is the week we see Mixon get five, six targets in this game because it's going to be close and they need their best player on the field. And, and he's really all they got right now outside of, you know, A.J. Green, he, he looks solid, but 13 targets last week and only five catches or four catches, whatever it was. We needed five for the prop, so it must have been four. And, yeah, Tyler Boyd, I think this is a good spot for Tyler Boyd. Yeah, but Tyler Boyd. It, the- I think this is going to be a really fun game to watch. It's going to be competitive, but add Green Bay to that, uh, that hole. It doesn't matter what they do, apparently, because with the coaching that he was bringing out for every other team and – Cincinnati not drafting a lineman like everybody in the world thought they would because it just it was a free square. That's what that team needed to protect Joe Burrow, the guy they just paid up for, or they didn't trade up for him or anything like that. But like that is the future, and they all knew it. But yeah, Green Bay, you could sure use a wide receiver too right now, huh, boys? Ah, <laughs> uh, boys, yes. Um, we'll get to Green Bay. Actually, no, I think they're the Sunday night. Oh, we'll we'll probably get there. We'll talk about all of it. We do love it. Um, yeah, I think uh, Cincinnati. I don't think they end up winning this game. Uh, unfortunately, I do think they cover that five and a half, five points. If you can find five and a half, maybe even get it at six. If you're down, maybe the Barstool Sportsbook open down in Philly. Maybe you can get some dumb idiots that bet that game up to six, six and a half. So definitely take Cincinnati there. But I think the Eagles have looked like trash. It's been all of my dreams have come true for this season outside of the Cowboys winning that ridiculous game. And we'll get to Cowboys and the Falcons a little bit later. But Carson Wentz, man, he does not look good. Miles Sanders does in that one game that he played already kind of hurt for the season, though. So we'll see how long that lasts. Jalen Rager, uh, Tora 
unilateral ligament in his thumb. I thought you only had one of those in your elbow, so found something new out today. He is going to be placed on injured reserve, it looks like. So, yes, uh, as we were making fun of the Eagles earlier this year for having no wide receivers, they're legitimately down to Greg Ward. They are down to um, Dallas Goddard, and we have Zach Ertz. So I'm excited for Nick to tell us with the 80 model if we're just trying to stack the the tight ends on that game because that would be very interesting to say the least. Nick? I think this is a good game stack. I, I really like it. I love it. I think this is where where my heart tells me 80 model likes him for the prelims, but I just don't have enough data yet ready to go. And I mean, Burrow's at 0% ownership right now. His price is pretty high, though. But the dude runs, and Zach Taylor's offense is known to throw 45 times a game. That's just kind of who they are. I'm sure this is a week they're going to lean on Mixon again a little bit more. But if they're throwing 35 times a game, 37, 38, and five or six of those go to Mixon, we're in business. So I like that. Joe Cool, baby. I am am all for it. And yes, if you feel confident in that game stack, one second, see, I'm getting back to that promotion thing that we talked about. If you are feeling Mm -hmm. confident in that game stack, make sure windailysports.com backslash DK. We are running a free roll on DraftKings. Top 50 places get free memberships to Wind Daily Sports for various timeframes, of course. But the number one spot, they get a free membership for a lifetime on windailysports.com. And they are interviewed personally and poetically and professionally by our Sia Najad. Sia, I'm going to throw it back to you. You had one more point on this game. I'm sorry, bud. No, I was going to say I'm not a big AJ Green guy, and he he's been a little underwhelming. And and I think I think Burrow sort of set him up on a, on a couple passes that were kind of like dangerous for AJ Green, as far as I'm concerned. But he is one of the leaders in air yards, and you, you wouldn't know that just from looking at his just his total yardage in terms of you know what he's actually. Uh, caught but he is kind of he, he does have that upside that i don't think we're really seeing but the air yards are definitely there for aj green so my point is is if you were going to do a stack i mean at this point i would almost think it would be contrarian to take aj green versus uh, a tyler boyd because i think tyler boyd is more the household name right now i'm not looking at the percentages so i'm just kind of saying that i know uh, nick probably has it in front of him but uh i think aj green is kind of a sneaky play this week aj green we are looking at one percent there we go. So that's, oh, it's early. That's going to change, but usually they don't go up that much unless injuries come in. And it looks like Rager's going on IR. So, yeah, you like Michael said, it's tight ends or bust for Philly. And Miles Sanders on the back end. Oh, this game has so many good options. I really like it. And, uh, I mean, is Darius Slay is probably going to shadow A.J. Green. That's my only concern. So I just want to pick on Avante Maddox. God. That's tough. I love it. Keep With, going. I'll, I'll listen to it this. It was all AJ day. Green on Maddox, but Slay has been shadowing uh, exclusively pretty much all year long. Boyd's in a good spot against Nicole Roby Coleman on the inside, but like Sia said, I mean, Boyd's going to have way more ownership. Let's see what that is. Sorry, we're making this half a DFS show, too. I mean, Boyd, no one's on Boyd right now either. So, love it. <laughs> this game is probably the nut stack right now. Just get Seattle Dallas in there some way, somehow as a you know, a uh, complimentary stack, if you will, and uh, enjoy the free money. There you go. Free money, everybody. That's what we're here to do. We're here to help you make some money. So let's move on. I think we're only like halfway through the slate, and it's almost been an hour, guys. So at least we're having fun, right? At least we're having some fun. We are on to Chicago going to Atlanta. Game opened at 3.5 to Atlanta. Looks like you can still get it 3, 3.5 to Atlanta. And it looks like the total is 47.5 at most books 
currently. Uh, Sia, I'll start with you. How does Atlanta blow this game? <laughs> they don't. They cover. Uh, I, you know, I think a lot. I think conventional wisdom is, you know, and, I, and I've heard this on podcasts too this week. Like it's like I'm not, I'm not taking any bet where Atlanta has to give points. And and I understand where you're coming from there, but I, I think this is going to be a shootout. Okay, and, and I think. If you're if you're in a shootout and it's Trubisky versus Matt Ryan and, and if we if we add in the weapons that these teams have, I just don't think Trubisky's going to keep up. I mean, I I don't think the Bears' defense is as vaunted as it used to be, and the weapons that 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 Matt Ryan has at his disposal, particularly at the wide receiver position and the tight end position, not so much the running back position, I think are just going to be overwhelming. And, and honestly, the bad taste in Atlanta's mouth, I think they're going to they're going to be looking to blow this team out and and keep the foot on the gas so I, I like atlanta here we'll see julio jones uh hamstring tightness um i spent a lot of my um fab budget on him this past week so yikes uh nick talk to me a little bit about this game how does mitchell trubisky or how does the bears defense stand on the last second for the third game <laughs> right. in a row I'm not going to lie. I am building lineups with Cincinnati and Philly stacks right now. I'm so okay. excited, dude. Appreciate the honesty. Appreciate great. Zach Ertz price went down, too. No, uh, Bears, Atlanta. Um, I'm locked into this game, too. It looks like this line's going to just stay at three. The public is heavy on Atlanta. <sighs> I don't know. I think I'm with C. I think Atlanta at home, they should blow the doors off these guys because you could run on the Bears, but – what is Todd Gurley right now? He looks like he's 50 years old. That's what, like, this is the last week. And we said it on the Monday podcast, too. This is the last week I'll ever consider Gurley. He needs to earn it right now. I don't know. But, like, how is Atlanta going to stop the Bears from scoring? It's a subpar offense, certainly. But, like, this is a great DFS game, too. Allen Robinson against Isaiah Oliver. That's trouble. That is big time trouble, and I'll give you a flyer right now on whatever his player prop is. So the Bears are running a lot of twelve set, so the two tight ends. A lot of people don't think that that's something that they do, but yeah, Demetrius Harris, the old backup for Travis Kelsey. I am a Demetrius Harris truther. I don't know if there's anybody else in the world that could say that, but I think this guy no. is extremely, extremely talented. I did make a Twitter bet right when the Bears signed him and said he'd be a top fifteen tight end, not a bold stance by any means. And then they draft Cole Komet, and then they get. Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, Graham, I don't know. Yeah, so I was like, damn it, that sucks. Now, uh, Demetrius Harris scores a touchdown this week, I'll tell you that. Um, but as far as the spread, I don't know. I think the Bears do not want to get in a shootout with Atlanta. That is not going to bode well for them, even though their pass defense looks pretty, pretty damn solid. That uh, rookie corner that they drafted, I already forgot his name for some reason. I don't know why I did. It'll come to me. Don't get me uh, – too wrong here uh, jalen johnson that dude's a stud man absolute stud great draft pick by the bears they could always draft defensive guys it just seems like they never miss there <sighs> but i don't know i think i'm gonna see i'm gonna lean atlanta just because if the bears cannot establish the running game early and if atlanta scores early it's not gonna bode well for the bears because they just can't play a shootout but uh i don't know how's atlanta gonna handle the pass rush this game's too tough no bet for me and i don't know I just talked. Talk he, he just walked. The, the hamster wheel just kept going and going. Oh, no. And I, I love it. I, I just, it. I all it. I heard was, I don't know, several times. I, yeah. That's I all like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't I know like what else he said. Like think, the other, uh, I'll yeah. tell you this. From a DFS standpoint, I, I do think this is a very stackable game. And regardless of what I think about Atlanta, I mean, I think if you put Trubisky and Allen Robinson in a stack uh, with, you know, maybe Calvin Ridley on the other end, I, I think. Trubisky could have a really, really big game here against this defense. Yep. 
We'll see. I'll bet the over on Allison, Allen Robinson's uh, prop again if you tell me two sticks. That's what I will do there. Okay. Um, let us move on. We're going to the Jets traveling to Indianapolis. My goodness, this game opened at minus seven to the Colts. It is up to minus 11. Um, nobody believes in the Jets, I guess. Uh, the Colts already, I think, were the biggest favorite to lose this year at eight or eight and a half. So just of note, um, Nick, how do you feel about the Jets and their ridiculously bad offense? Does Okay, here's a better question. Does Adam Gase get on the plane to go home? Dude, I don't know. I don't know how that guy has a job. Uh, this is tough. Uh, 11 points, though. That's so many. Yeah. And Indy wants to run the ball. The Jets do have a solid run defense. I know Mostert broke a big one, but after that, they they contained him rather well. McKinnon had a, a solid game, too, but... I don't know. I don't mess with 11 points. I would say, I mean, can you even tease the Jets up six points, seven points, and feel confident, though? Like, can they no. come within 20? Uh, Indy's not going to be a team that routes anybody. No, so, I don't know. But, I don't know. I have no stance on this game at all. That's, it's it's so ugly. It's like the Giants and San Fran. The over-under of 44, um, taking the under, sounds pretty enticing to me because as we saw, the Jets only scored six points against half of the 49ers' defense last week. Uh, Sia, how do you feel about this game? Are you putting any money anywhere? Yeah, I think over four quarters, I think the Colts probably cover this line. This isn't going to be one of my stronger plays by any means, but it's just the Jets are just so bad. I mean, if they were healthy, if they had Le'Veon and they had some of their receivers, I, I don't think Crowder's playing this week. I'm certain, pretty certain Perryman's not playing this week. So it's basically Braxton Berrios and a Chris Herndon that seems to be staying in to block more than he is to, to run routes. So they just don't have any weapons. I mean, so over the course of four quarters, I just see, I think Phillip Rivers is a terrible quarterback, but it doesn't really matter because I think it's Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines that have big games on Sunday. Yes, I, I agree. I don't think Phil Rivers has to do too much. Nick, I uh, forgot. I wanted to tell you, Sia was one of the 20% that was on Brashad Perryman last week. Do you have any <laughs> kind of words to leave him with as we uh, move on to the next game? No, just listen to the Monday podcast if you want to get into that. <laughs> if not, it's probably I already, better. Don't. I already said some things. My, my team, maybe one reason. reasons. No, no, my team, it's funny. My team that finished second out of 2,000 that got me 3K on Sunday actually had Perryman on it, believe it or not. And, I, and, you know, he had two catches for 12 yards before he got injured. I mean, at the, at the very least, we could say he would have had six catches for 50 yards as a floor in that game, right? As a floor. I think so. So, yeah. I mean, so it's not that bad of a play since he had, you know, potential touchdown equity, too, in, in a game like that. I'm not saying he would have scored a touchdown, but I think if your floor on DraftKings is 10 or 11 and you're, you're $3,800 and you have a chance to score a touchdown, um, I'm okay with that. 20%. Just saying. Just a crazy high number. Also, touchdown equity in the Jets sounds like an oxymoron. <laughs> That's, That's true. Exactly. That's fair. All right, man. I appreciate That's the fair. hell out of you. You know that. But, like, come on. We got to, well, you know, got to be honest where honesty is. Um, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers and the LA Chargers. The Panthers will be without CMC. Unfortunately, everyone went and picked up Mike Davis. So I'm curious to see what he does this week. The Chargers will be without Tyrod Taylor. If you have not heard, and Sia is our medical expert, so we're going to go to him first. 
Tyrod Taylor's team doctor stabbed him in the lung, puncturing his lung. And yes, I gave that a little extra flair, but that's essentially what happened. The Chargers team doctor is that like, again, we were talking about the the Cincinnati Bengals and how stupid they are. But we also talk about how bad and just consistently wrong the Chargers are. It's kind of like my Mets. It's just what are they doing? You should probably do the opposite, but they're not going to see it. Talk to me a little bit from a medical perspective. Have you ever stabbed anybody in the lung before? Well, first of all, you know, I'm the, the legal expert uh, of Wendell. So I know there's a lawsuit coming. Um, but no, uh, I, in, in my experience um, treating patients, I've never stabbed anybody in the lungs. Okay. Cool, cool, never. cool, cool. Hey, I got one lineup if anybody wants to know it. Uh, one second. John Deere says, What's up? What's up, John Deere? You have any questions for us? Let us know. Sticks, what do yeah, you got? I got the lineup. You want to hear it? Yeah. All right. Burrow, Mixon, Sanders, Boyd, CD Lamb. Tyler Lockett, there's my little Dale Seattle exposure. Zach Ertz, Josh Kelly, Chargers D, 100K. I'm going to submit, and everybody could go into the same contest, and we'll split it. It'll be nice. I don't need all of that. <laughs> well, did you put it, did you put yeah. it into the windailysports.com backslash DK? That way you could do the Windaily free roll. You could win the tournament. I'll do that. And there you go. You guys know what I'm doing. It's just this ironic, so, like, well, do you do you just see I interview you? Like, are, are you just going to interview him? It's going to be weird. See, what do you got? I'm so glad you mentioned Josh Kelly because so not only did I have a tease that involved Kansas City, which ended up or excuse me. Yeah, Kansas City, which ended up hitting because Anthony Lynn doesn't know how to coach. But I also had Eckler in that 3K team as well. So in the fourth quarter, when they were inside the red zone, it was Josh Kelly season on first and second and down every single time. And at the time that that was happening in the fourth quarter and into overtime, he had 24 carries and was averaging 2.8 yards per carry. Whereas Austin Eckler, the veteran, the proven guy, had 15 carries at 5.9 yards per carry. So I'm really not understanding. And by the way, when Josh Kelly is lined up at at the backside of the eye, obviously, like every single time they were just running it up the middle with him. So it's not like at least with Eckler, you have the the potential that you're going to be a pass catching running back in that instance. It was super frustrating. And it's, it's example 155 of things that Anthony Lynn has done wrong since being on the sidelines in Los Angeles. And I, I honestly, it's very frustrating because it's, I'm sure it's frustrating for Vegas because if the Chargers had won that game, every single bet that had Kansas City attached to a money line parlay or a tease would have lost, which was probably like 50 to 60% of the, the related plays, the teasers or the, or the parlays. And it just, Anthony Lynn just couldn't figure it out. It just seemed so easy for me. It seemed like that game was there for the taking and you know here we are anthony lynn here we that's are. my see that's it, my rant see his weekly complaint on anthony lynn so uh we will see i think nick just uh tipped his tap cap to you because he 100 yeah. percent agrees um in terms of the game though no christian mccaffrey either that's going to kind of sink six and a half to the chargers joe uh justin herbert's second start i know carolina is a team we've been picking on a little bit this year but six and a half sounds like a lot of points sounds like a it lot does. of points yeah, go ahead, Nick. Oh, no, it sounds like a lot of points for a team that I mean, the Chargers are like the most run-heavy team in the NFL right now. So the fact, like, I don't see them blowing out Carolina. Carolina is moving the ball through the air very, very well for the lack of personnel that they have on that team. Matt Rule's offense is is pretty impressive. I, I really do enjoy that. I think that you know, a Casey Hayward and Chris Harris, Casey Hayward's not the player he was a couple of years ago. He just seems extremely beatable. I know Kansas City like literally picked on him the whole time. They didn't really go to Chris Harris or anything like that because Harris still has game, and that's my boy. 
But I, I respect Carolina's offense. I don't they weren't necessarily force feeding Christian McCaffrey, so it's not like he was the focal point of that offense. It's Robbie Anderson and it's DJ Moore right now. We don't even really see uh, Curtis Samuel. So six and a half. Yeah, it's a lot of points for a team that I don't think can blow the doors off of anybody. Herbert's likely to start again, right? He's uh, with a punctured mm-hmm. line. I don't yeah. see Tyrod playing anytime mm-hmm. soon. So six and a half to a rookie. For a team that runs a ton, it just seems like a lot. It should be more like four and a half, five. So I do like Carolina here. I'm with Sia big time. And Vegas hasn't moved the line at all. 70, 65% of the tickets are on the Chargers, and it's sitting right at Carolina. So I would love to see it get to seven. I would not be surprised if Sharp Money kind of played line manipulation here. They bet the Chargers very big, get that line to seven, then they bet two twice as much on the other side at that seven because that's the line they really want with Carolina. I don't have the bankroll to bet 100K on the Chargers to get it to Carolina plus seven and then bet 200K on Carolina. But if anybody wants to loan me some money and that's legal, uh, see ya. He's our legal guy. Yeah, Just inquire exactly. in for, for uh, him and he'll let us know what to do. But yeah, I think that's that's what I want. I want Carolina and seven. Carolina and seven. See ya. Um, is, is that legal? Can you donate a hundred thousand dollars to nick and i and then donate another two hundred thousand dollars so we can manipulate the line yeah we'll just it is absolutely legal 100 percent. it is legal cool. i live in new jersey i can bet literally anywhere i want it's fucking awesome um see so yeah, how do you feel about this six and a half yeah this is this is probably a stay away for me like i, I like herbert better than i like tyrod and i wouldn't have said that before the season but he looked really good and tyrod is just i mean the i feel like the offense is in you know in quicksand every time Tyrod's behind center. So I love how Herbert looked, but at the same time, now a coach actually has a week to actually game plan for this rookie. So I don't think he's going to look quite as good. Although, you know, this is a very young Carolina defense that has, you know, a lot of just missing parts and and just rookies, frankly. So you can make the argument either way, which is why this is a stay away game for me. But yeah, six and a half is probably a little bit too much. As impressive as the Chargers looked last week, um, you know, Bridgewater, I, he, he's fourth in passing yards, I think. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, he's fourth in passing yards with 637 yards. So he can definitely sling it around. He doesn't have a lot of touchdown passes because all of that was going to CMC. But, I mean, they've got a good receiver core, and you can expose the Chargers on the back end. So it, it should be a relatively close game. I expect the Chargers to win for sure, though. Interesting. Yeah, I think that six and a half is just a little too much for me. Um, I also think Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, while he does have a lot of passing hours, they've been down pretty big in both games so far this year. So I think game script and prevent defense, you always, what, what is your line against the prevent defense? Yeah, I love it every time. Yeah, uh, Passing against the prevent defense is undefeated. Literally undefeated. So uh, let's pay attention to that, everybody. A uh, couple more games here. We're going to Arizona. We have the Detroit Lions going up against the Cardinals. Cardinals were favored by three and a half. That line has moved to five and a half. And holy cow, we can get this over under at 56. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. See it. Talk to me. Are we hitting that over on 56? Come on. Give me a yes, please. <laughs> we're not. No, I, I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't touch that. Um, I don't know what to do with this line. I mean, I I, I want to take Arizona, but I, I don't want to be on a lot of favorites this week because I think there's going to be like a shift because I think we're all we're all kind of going off what we've seen in week one and week two. I think a lot of people are actually going to get kind of killed this week because of that sort of recency bias. So that's why when we're doing this betting line show, I'm trying to be real careful to like really focus on the underdogs as much as I possibly can. But with that said, Kyler Murray and, and the passing offense look really good and Detroit can't stop the run either. So this is actually a game where I could see Kenyon like, listen, 
in DFS, this is obviously a very, quote, stackable game. It'll be a very popular game to stack. And so, you know, potentially you'd want to kind of be off it. This is one of those situations where we had with with Sticks Picks recommendation where we had Aaron Jones last week where we were like, okay, everybody's going to be on like D Hop and Kyler or you know Galladay on the way back or whatever. Well, this might be the game where yeah they have decent games, but it might be the Kenyon Drake game where Drake gets two to three touchdowns and like the the stack doesn't really work out like you intended, but you got the best part of of that game out of it and you stacked some other game. So I think from a DFS standpoint, I'm really more focused on this game for that reason. But if I had to pick a line, I just don't think Detroit has, has enough. And I would take Arizona to cover the spread. Yeah. Detroit's looked like shit this year. I mean, they should have beat the bears. We all saw that, how that happened. Uh, They looked like crap except for like the first, like 15, like the first 10 minutes against green Bay. I think they looked okay. And then it got out of hand pretty quick. Sticks, how are you feeling about this game, the line, and uh, if uh, if Sia is on with that uh, Kenyon Drake play? Yeah, I, I love Arizona's running game in this situation. Run all over Detroit, right? We've been saying it the first two weeks. Keep going. No reason to stop now. Number two, is Kenny Galladay going to play? Everything says it, it looks like it. If he does, I think this game has a little bit more potential to stay close in, in favor of Detroit, but... I think I like the under. I just don't see Arizona needing to run or needing to throw that much, and their best asset is Kyler Murray with his legs. But, uh, yeah, it's, I think I'll, my favorite play is the under. Yeah, 56. I mean, it's they're baiting you into taking the over there. I mean, that's a college football over under. That is a, you know, a 12 o'clock or, or 11 o'clock a.m. Um, ACC game to watch. Beth Moen's on the call. Love Beth. But uh, we all kind of know that those games suck. No, sorry, Beth. They don't give you good assignments. That's not on us. But it's going to be interesting. <laughs> not it's, it's not on us, man. I like Beth Moens. I think she's good at her job. I don't know why they give her shit assignments all the time. So the one time she got a real game, it was with Rex Ryan. Like, well, come on, man. That's just disrespectful. She's better than that. Um, we will move <laughs> on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Denver. Um Bucks are favored by six. It opened at three and a half. I don't know why it opened so low. Uh, six kind of makes a little bit more sense. I think the game is going to be close. I don't think Denver's defense is that terrible. And I don't think Denver's offense is surprisingly that terrible with Jeff Griscoll. We'll kind of see. But more importantly, more importantly, and Sticks, I'll start with you. Does Blake Bortles get into this game? Please tell me. No, yes. no chance. Damn, no, you're not going to come in and play and learn the that he'd never even learned his own playbook in Jackson. Exactly. What the hell? How many years at that point? I guess that's true. Blake, just go out there and do whatever you Stuck always it. did and didn't work out. <laughs> this is a tough one though. Uh, I don't want, I don't know. I don't like Tampa Bay going into that altitude and laying six. I think that's a big number. I think Denver is just solid at home. Regardless, they came close with Pittsburgh uh, last week with Jeff Driscoll. So Driscoll, sorry. Um, and Jeff Driscoll, that guy could run a little bit too, but, uh, I know he's had some big games for Cincinnati back in the day. Some, a couple wins when he shouldn't have. So I, I like Denver here. It sucks. There's no Cortland Sutton, but, and you can't really run on Tampa Bay. This it's a, probably a, a pass for me. It just seems like a trap game to take Tampa Bay laying six in this altitude. No one really thinks about that. It does affect a lot of players. 100%. Chris Goblin should be back. Um, Rob Gronkowski might run more than 10 routes, so we'll see what happens there. And yes, do not disparage Jeff Driscoll, as everybody knows, Cincinnati legend. Sia, how do you feel about this game? I still think Tampa Bay wins, but Sia, do you think they win by six? 
No, probably not. Uh, this is probably a stay away game for me as well, but I like Denver plus the six if I had to take it. Um, I agree about the altitude. I, I just don't, you know, playing at Denver and Jeff, Jeff Driscoll looked pretty good last week. You still have a healthy Judy, even though you don't have Sutton. Uh, KJ Hamler is about to really step up. Um, I wish they had Philip Lindsay, but that's not going to be a thing. But six points is just too many. I agree. Six points is too many. And we have to all say it together. One, two, three. Jeff Driscoll. Great job, guys. Great job, guys. Um, Jeff one, one last point I had on this game. Where is it, Michael? You had it. Where is it? I don't know where it is. Oh, I know what it is. Um, you want me to tell yes. you? Oh, absolutely. And I know what it is now, too. So please tell me. Yeah, it's the Ronald Jones Leonard Fournette situation. Yeah, there we I go. Spent, I spent two minutes last week talking about basically how Leonard Fournette was a bum. And, and I'll admit, because Nick came on on the serious uh, fantasy sports channel, Win Daily Show, of course, on Saturday night. He actually called Fournette for a touchdown, which was really impressive. And, and I think me and Jason as well, he were both like, wait, what are, you, what are you talking about? I know he had two touchdowns, but you said. I think no, I, said, I didn't call he, two. He, I just meant peace. Yeah. Right. But, but, you, but you said um, he was going to have a touchdown. And that was that was pretty a pretty big surprise. But part of the reason I think he got in there was because of that missed exchange between Brady and Ronald Jones, which I'm not 100% sure is on Ronald Jones. So it's pretty frustrating when a running back loses his job because of like a missed exchange. And I'm not saying that that's all it was, but that's what it seemed like to me because he barely saw the field after that. So I'm curious to see how the um, the rushes are, are divvied up this week. And it, don't forget, McCoy dropped a couple, uh, including a touchdown pass. He dropped, dropped a couple balls as well. So He's it out. seems like a factor to avoid. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up, Sia. I'm glad. I'm glad you remembered. And yes, John Deere is Noah Fant in play. Yes, Noah Fant is in play. Jeff Driscoll, remind me, he was on. He filled in a little bit for Lions too. Dafford yeah. last year, right? Yeah. And he, I mean, he could sling the ball around. I mean, shout out mm-hmm. him. I mean, best job in sports is backup quarterback, right? But just want to get this out here because uh, Stoby's on my side. Blake goes out, throws for 400 and a tutty, runs one in and has five picks. I will take that each and every day from my Blake Borders. I love it. So we'll move on. Um, This is going to be a fun game. The America's game of the week. I'm just kind of presuming Dallas and Seattle uh, over under again. Hello. We can get this at 56. We have Seattle opened at minus three and a half. It's now to minus five. If you're really feeling um, Seattle, you can get it minus four and a half at William Hill South Point as well. See it. Talk to me. Uh, Cowboys haven't looked great. They obviously we all saw what happened last week. We don't really need to talk too much about how bad the Falcons are. But five points seems like a lot. I think this Seahawks team isn't really like that incredible. I think Russ is amazing and we've seen what he's done. But five five points seems like a little too much to me. Yeah, I agree. And this is probably another stay away game for me. But I like Seattle. I just think Dallas looks so bad on defense. And honestly, Dak He's piled up the stats, but it's it's kind of that Matt Ryan thing where yeah. he's done it in garbage time. And Seattle just looks so good now. They did lose Bruce Irvin, so the the defense is down one of the one of their guys, if not two. I think it's just Bruce Irvin that tore his ACL. But I just think Seattle looks too good. I want to be real careful not to go off just sort of like the recency bias, what we just saw. But Russell Wilson looks amazing. DK and Tyler Lockett look amazing. Carson looks good, and the defense looks good enough to contain this Dallas team. So obviously. This is a very stackable game, and this is this is a game that, from a DFS standpoint, I don't think I'll be able to avoid. You know what I mean? Like, it, like it's one thing to not stack the Arizona game and have some lineups uh, there, but like I'm going to have to have some lineups in this game for sure. 
Yeah, I think, again, as we've been saying, the Seattle team is not the Legion of Boom people. Uh, their defense kind of sucks. They have zero pass rush. Their corners aren't that great, but they have Jamal Adams, who is an absolute freak, and he is fun to watch fly around the field and see. I think this goes back to the point that you've been making on a few of these teams, right? It's 40% what we thought they were and 60% what we've seen. I think this is another one of the games where it corrects a little bit. I didn't think... I mean, we all know Russell Wilson's a magician, and I love watching him play. And yes, he hasn't received a single MVP vote um, in his entire career, which is just ludicrous to me. But I think this is going to regress to the mean a little bit more. I think Dallas is going to be better than they have been this season. I think Seahawks are going to be a little bit worse, more like that fourth quarter team we saw against Cam Newton and the Patriots. I think it's going to be a lot of the same there. Um, so I do think that five, I'd probably, uh, I'd probably lean Dallas. But yeah, I don't want to bet on the Cowboys. That sucks. Nick, how do you feel about this game? Um, are we, again. Tell me we can take the over, please. Somebody tell me we can take the over on one of these fun games. Sure. Take the over on this one if you want. There you go. Oh, uh, no, this is definitely this is the chalk game in DFS to stack up. It's just like Dallas and Atlanta last week, and just like Seattle and Atlanta was the first week. You need exposure to this game in DFS. Um, for me, it's going to be more on the player props for this game. I think the 80 is going to have a ton of spit outs for this one. I really, 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 really like Chris Carson this week. I'm going to come out and say that he is like the forgotten child apparently in this game because everybody wants Lockett and Metcalf and Russell. Chris Carson's a pass catcher. So if you want to use Russell, by all means, it's one of the nuts matchups out there like Dallas. I don't know if they have any of their cornerbacks healthy right now. Do they? Like, aren't, isn't everyone hurt? Pretty much. I'm pretty uh, sure. Wuzier yeah. is definitely not playing, and obviously they don't have Byron Jones anymore. So <laughs> I don't know who's <laughs> that. That's bad, man. So, yeah. Um, get exposure to Chris Carson, though, folks. It's going to be just like last week when we could get Aaron Jones in a smash spot. Chris Carson is probably going to be the number one play in the 80 model this week, I would think. I'm not done yet, but that is looking very, very intriguing for me to get low owned exposure to someone that's going to have 20 touches in the most popular game in DFS with the highest total on the slate. I'll leave it at that. Love it. And Nick told me I could take the over. So I am good. Sure. Let's go to the Sunday night football game. We have green Bay traveling down to new Orleans. We saw new Orleans look like shit. Drew Brees. I know we haven't been able, we haven't really seen him throw the ball, but he had Michael Thomas, which was kind of essentially a free square for him every week. You just kind of just keep peppering him nine catches, 90 to hundred yards, two touchdowns. It was an easy day. Line opened at six and a half to New Orleans. I guess people watch that Monday night game. It's now down to minus three. You can also get the over-under at 52 and a half. So still a pretty high total there. One thing of note that was really interesting to me on that Monday night game, five and a half line to New Orleans, five and a half line to New Orleans. I was on Twitter and all of a sudden, literally what was trending, it just said minus four. I was like, what the hell? I have to click on this and see what's going on. (laughs) The line snapped their, uh, somebody snapped their fingers and that line moved all the way down to four and a half. And all you saw was everybody on Twitter. Oh my God, Saints four and a half. This is a lock. This is so easy. This is so easy. And I saw one person, I don't remember who it was. So shout out that guy. He's like, you know, when a line moves from five and a half to four, you don't want to really take that team at minus four, especially if it happens like four hours before the game. That means something is going on. They got the whole public to get on it. It was hysterical. The Saints got beat outright, so hopefully some people out there got the money line on the Raiders when it was at five and a half because that would have been hilarious. But, uh, Sticks, I'll start with you. Minus three. It's your your uh, your Green Bay Packers. Devontae Adams, we'll see what's up there. Saints defense still looks good. Got to give them that. But, I mean, three points? I, I'm kind of leaning with 
the Packers. Especially, and again, we take the home road splits for Drew Brees very, very seriously because they're blatant. But I don't know if it's as effective this time around because there is no home road, really. Yeah, I like the under at 55 when it opened. I did not bet it, though. I just kept my eye on it, and it's way down now at 52 and a half. I still think I would lean that way, but I have no play on this game until... Um, Dante Adams? Yep. That means a lot. Yep. I like Lazard, though. I mean, he's uh, in a good spot. As Sia says, he's the best wide receiver in the league, and gosh darn, we saw it in that first <laughs> week. Um, Sia, how do you like this game? I mean... We someone has to talk about Drew Brees too. Uh, his his number one receiver last week, Alvin Kamara, he had minus one, like averaged minus air yards. Literally everything was behind the line of scrimmage to Alvin Kamara, and he racked up like a hundred yards. That is an alarming statistic. Yeah, I. <laughs> they don't really have any. Re- I mean, Traquan Smith looked really good, so so that's promising. But they're probably not going to have Michael Thomas. I'm assuming Green Bay is not going to have Devontae Adams. So you got the top receivers out. I'm going to go ahead and take the points. Um, you know, I, this is one of those situations you want to be real careful not to, again, the recency bias. How bad did the Saints look? You know, they're, they're going to be ready. Sean Payton's going to have them ready. But this comes down to does Drew Brees really have it anymore? We know Rodgers does. But Drew Brees can't throw the ball downfield. And, and I just think when you have Aaron, even if it's just MVS and Alan Lazard, when you have Aaron Jones, who's also a great pass catcher, uh, and, you, you know, you got a couple other running backs you can use. I just think they have just enough weapons to keep this game very, very, very close. And Drew Brees is just, whether it's home or away, but particularly at home, he doesn't feel like a like a big threat right now. And uh, without Michael Thomas, he's definitely not a big threat. So I see the Packers kind of keeping things underneath and uh, maybe forcing Brees into a, a mistake or two. And I think they're going to be able to run the ball well enough and pass the ball well enough to cover the three and a half. I love it. And just our man still be coming through. Drew Brees has completed one pass over 20 yards. Time for Jameis. John Deere coming (laughs) in. My goodness. I could not agree with you more, man. Uh, I think Drew Brees has to have a thumb injury. um, Or those Saints, the upper management in the Saints, have to do something with the Catholic Church. But we'll leave that one at that. Go Google search. That's a fun one. Um, So, yeah, I think I would take the Packers here. I think it's fantastic. And I'm all in, man. I'm all in. Nick, does, are, are we playing? I mean, Alvin Kamara looked absolutely fantastic. He won me a uh, um, a matchup last week, which was wonderful. Seeing him score those 30 points really put it over the top. Um, Aaron Jones uh, running against this this defense. I mean, the, no one's really been. Josh Jacobs didn't look that great. The Bucks. I mean, they didn't look that great running. You're on mute, so just want to let. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough spot. Very tough spot for opposing running backs. No play for me at all there. And it's luckily it's not on the main slate, so we're good. Yes. Don't have to worry about this one. That's true. Um, I, by the way, one? sorry, Michael, no. my bad. Um, no. Remember when we were talking before the season, we're like, well, of course Aaron Jones is going to have touchdown regression because that would make sense to anybody because I believe last yeah. year he had 19 total touchdowns. Well, through two weeks, mm. he already has four touchdowns. Yeah. And he he also has 234 yards. And 78 passing or catching yards. The GOAT. Yeah. Wow. I'll take the L on that one. So far, through two games, very much am I taking the L on that one. Um, I mean, but again, 19 touchdowns, you can't do that two years in a row. That's insane. Now watch him score 20. Watch him score 21. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Imagine, Imagine if the Packers, instead of with their first and second round picks, they took guys that they could actually use this Nick year. Nick is right there. Instead dude. of a guy. He's right there. Instead of a guy that they're going to cut or trade in two years and a backup running back. Not good. And don't forget about the fullback that they grabbed, I think, in the third round. That's always 
fullback season, baby. Let's go. Old school yeah, offense. Yeah, need now. to replace the ghost of John Coon. Hey, it's a good ghost. I'm sure he's, he's like Casper. He's a friendly ghost, right? That's he's a good, good dude. He's a nice guy. I don't guy. know that, but I'm, I'm sure. I've heard good things. Actually, uh, no, too long of a story. I don't really care that much. Um, Let's move on. We have the Monday night game. I think this is like one time when ESPN is like super, super excited to have the Monday night game because they always suck. Uh, but this one looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. We have Kansas City traveling to Baltimore. Opened up at 40, uh, 30, or I'm sorry, hello. Opened up at 54. Uh, opened up at 52, moved up to 54, and it looks like it's minus three and a half to Baltimore. Last couple years, Patrick Mahomes has had the Ravens number. He's had some immaculate plays. It's been absolutely fantastic, and he's kind of just pulled it out. We'll see. Sia, how do you feel uh, about this last game of week three? Baltimore getting three and a half points, or Kansas City getting three and a half points. Super Bowl champs getting three and a half points. That's not bad. Well, okay. You could also rephrase that as the second best team in the NFL getting three and a half points because the Ravens are the best team in the NFL. They also were last year, by the way, and they're going to cover this line. I hope it goes down to three and it should. I mean, I don't know where the, the money is right now. Um, we'll know later in the week. I know Nick knows right now, but I'll know later in the week. But I hope this goes down to three because then I'm absolutely hammering it. But I like Baltimore regardless. All right, Nick. Baltimore's going to route them. Telling you right now, Kansas City is they're weirdly in love with running the ball right now, establishing it early. They're not playing their game. They can't stop the run. L.A. just showed you that. And so did Houston the first week. Um, It's not going to be good. I would bet Baltimore at five and a half or six. I think Baltimore, yeah, by far the best team in the NFL. Um, I'm sure Mahomes is going to have some late magic, always does, especially when Baltimore's D kind of softens up when they're up 14 in the fourth quarter because that's going to happen. But let's go. I'm with Sia 100%. Baltimore should route them. It's going to be fun. We're going to see three running backs get over 50 yards for Baltimore. And one of them is going to be the Gus Bus Rutgers legend. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. I appreciate that. You I met Lamar Jackson, but um, yeah, sure. yeah, he was, he was talking about Ingram Dobbins <laughs> and Lamar Jackson. But. Uh, Gus, Gus Buzz had the most yards for them last week. Well, because they were up by so. All right, fourth quarter, Gus gets fifty because they're up by twenty-one. So the Dang, fifty-yard touchdown. Nick Shout out Rutgers. Shout out Rutgers. Team. Hey, yeah. birthplace of college football. All right, you, 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 you can shut your mouth. What do you got, Sia? <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I think getting into that that rushing um, spectrum might be RG3 late in the game when they're up. Let me raise it. I'm going to raise you, Nick, when they're up 21 in the fourth quarter. How about that? My RG3 goodness. gets 15 rushing yards and improves on his nine passing yards that he has this season, which, by the way, is 37th uh, in the NFL through two weeks. So it's not bad. He's in the top 40 in passing yards. So take that, all you haters. We'll, we'll see what top 40 in passing yards would you look at that he's below mitchell trubisky that has to say something love your rg3 but you're below mitchell trubisky um but no it should be fun out of curiosity just this last question uh we got john deere chiming in and says ingram knight are you comfortable in dfs to play any of these baltimore running backs yet because it doesn't seem like they are are giving us any real reason to pick any of them at this point no, no, not for me. But they're not on the main slide again, so my work is done at the 3 o'clock. However, however, so Michael, you and Jason have the uh, throwdown showdown that you guys have on mm-hmm. SiriusXM. 
If I was going to gamble on one, and, and I'm looking at the pricing now, if I was going to gamble on one, I wouldn't do Ingram because that's not really like a gamble, right? He's going to be the, the most owned guy and the most expensive guy. I might do it with J.K. Dobbins. I might say, okay, this this might be the coming out party for J.K. Dobbins, a little slight changing of the guard, not a full changing of the guard, but a slight changing of the guard. And I might go like Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, and, you know, Mark Andrews. Andrews, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can I kill think, Kansas um, City in the middle. It's going to be interesting. I think, honestly, any especially if you guys don't believe in the Kansas City run D that much, I think you can probably throw a dart at a dartboard. And, uh, yeah, and you said two of the running backs will score touchdowns. Um, you know, so I, it can't really hurt taking a couple of them at this point. And believe me, Sia, believe me, Nick, I'm going to talk JK, or I'm not, not JK, Dallas, I'm Gus Bus on the Monday yeah. showdown, throwdown on demand on Sirius, uh, your Sirius XM app. Um, I'm with you here. I think they uh, they say, hey, you have CEH. We're going to raise you a J.K. Dobbins right there on national television. Uh, a little rookie on rookie oh, action. That'll be fun. I like that narrative right there. I love now, it. I'm, now I'm really behind it. Here we go. We're all about the narratives here. So that was the entire slate. That was an hour and a half of your time. Unless you listen to this at like 1.2, you could probably listen to this at like 1.5 speed and get through it a little quicker. But we had some fun. We gave you some <laughs> good picks. We won a lot last week, so I presume we're going to win a lot this week. Again, make sure to be on the lookout. We have the 80 model. We have the 80 prop locks, which I've been having a lot of fun betting on. We obviously also have our uh, sports betting membership where we have some pretty great plays in there, not just on football, but we have them on baseball and basketball. And I think that's hockey might still be going on. Jim Thompson's killing MMA, which is a lot of fun. Austin's giving free picks in soccer, and it seems like he's hitting everything, even these plus 300 parlays, which are fantastic. We um, to be on the lookout for that article. Nick's going to have his cash game article. We're going to have the GPP article. Sia still has golf to do tonight, so we're taking up a lot of his time there. We are also going to have a podcast to go over some of the DFS plays a little bit before Friday or Saturday morning. We are then going to do the live stream Sunday morning. As you can tell, people putting out a lot of content. And oh, don't forget windailysports.com backslash DK. And there is a free roll. Nick's probably going to win. C is going to interview him. It's going to be really awkward. But if you can beat Nick, <laughs> you will most likely be in that top 50. You will most likely be number one if you can beat Nick. And you will get a lifetime membership to windailysports.com. And you will also get interviewed by the one and only C and Ajad. That's my co-host right there. You are going to be interviewed by him. Um, great information. Thanks, John Deere. Thanks, Love John buddy. Deere. Yeah, dude, you got to get a good, you got to get a better picture, man. At least make it green. At least make it yeah. a green picture. Get something fun. Um, Come on, John Deere. You're better Nick, than that. Nick, talk to me. Uh, where can everybody find you on the internet? Sticks Picks, S-T-I-X-P-I-C-K-S. Yeah, a cash game article out tomorrow night, GPP Friday, and the updated 80 projections most likely tomorrow night, unless I drink some coffee and don't go to sleep tonight. Then, Ooh. Oh, it's only 9 oh. o'clock where you are. I feel like I'm just going to stay up and keep building Cincy Philly stacks and have fun with that. Nice. I love it. I love it. See, so, yeah, where can everybody find you on the internet? Uh, at Sienajad, S-I-A-N-E-J-A-D. And all over the Discord, you can find me at Michael Rizzo one Make sure to follow us at Windaily Sports. And again, windailysports.com backslash DK. Free roll, top 50 people, top 50 places. Get free memberships, number one overall. Believe me, I have kind of been interviewed by Sia before. Electric. Absolutely <laughs> electric. So thank you all very much for Nick, for Sia, for myself, for the Windaily Sports family. We appreciate all of you and hope you make it a very... Probably. Yeah.